Hello, East Brainerd Online Church family. Wherever you are, thank you for making us part of your day, and thank you for maintaining your joy in the midst of what are some crazy times. Hey, we're going to be kicking off a new series today called Coming Together, and it's all about thriving and surviving in a social distancing community. Now, some of you may have seen a little publication called The All Better Book, in which elementary school children try to solve some of the world's biggest problems. They tackle difficulties ranging from what to do about the ozone layer to how we can help people stop smoking. But here's maybe the toughest problem. With billions of people in the world, someone should be able to figure out a system where no one is lonely. So what do you suggest? Kalani, age eight, said, well, people should find lonely people and ask their name and address and then ask people who aren't lonely their name and address. When you have an even amount of each, we'll assign lonely and not lonely people together. Pretty smart. How about Max, age nine? Make food that talks to you when you eat. For instance, it would say, well, how are you doing? And what happened to you today? Not bad. Check out Matt, age eight. He said, we could get people a pet or a husband or a wife and then take them places. Man, I love these answers because it's not just kids, it's also the smartest of grown-ups who, who for years have devoted themselves to this very problem. The hunger for community is why Plato wrote The Republic. It's why Augustine wrote The City of God. It's why so many of our stories are about doing life with others. From Mayberry to Walton's Mountain to Friends to This Is Us, it's why we swipe left and swipe right on dating apps. It's why we join softball leagues. It's even why we attend church. Hey, look, I'm under no illusion that you are part of this or some other faith community because of the preacher, right? I mean, you have access to thousands of Bible studies with a simple search of Google. You can watch online messages from preachers and pastors located around the globe. You can listen to podcasts from your favorite teacher with a touch of your home screen. In fact, you can probably go online this morning and find someone else delivering a similar message to this one, and he or she is probably going to do a much better job. Now, don't go try to find that right now, okay? Hang here with me just for a little bit longer. Look, we're not void of great biblical teaching, and we are not dependent on one particular church or preacher to provide us with spiritual direction. So why is church so important? Why are you watching this video today? Our connection as a church, I think, goes much deeper than just information dissemination. You are tuned in this morning because of relationship. You are tuned in to see the smiling faces of our church family. It's why this COVID isolation has been so painful. We are still sharing information with each other, but we are missing the relational connections that encourage and uplift and, and comfort us. And we feel this void because, well, we're created for community. When you read the creation story in the book of Genesis, a little pattern keeps popping up. You, you find where God said it, and then it was so, and, and then God said that it was good. And the writer is emphasizing that everything that exists is this effortless activity of a powerful and imaginative God. This is the song of creation. And God said, and it was so, and God said it was good. Until the final act when the entire production then screeches to a halt. God creates a man in his own image. God looks at this man who bears his likeness, and he says, well, it's not good. Up until this point, everything had been perfect. There was no sin, no disobedience, 
Nothing to mar the relationship between God and his creation. So why does God survey Eden and say, not good, when he gets to its lone human resident? Well, I think that in and of itself is the problem. There's only one human being inhabiting God's garden. Now that one human being is in a state of perfect intimacy with God. Each word he and God speak with each other is fulfilled with closeness and joy. He is known and loved to the very core of his being by his omniscient, love-filled creator. Yet even though this man is in a state of sinless perfection, able to walk with God, he's alone. And God himself said that his aloneness is not good. By doing so, he's making a, a radical comment about the fundamental importance of human relationships. God created inside the first, the first man a kind of human-shaped void. It's a void that has resided at the center of every human sense. And no substitute is going to fill this hole. It's not going to be filled by money or achievement. It's not going to be filled by busyness. And it is a void that God himself will not even attempt to fill. You see, you were created for community. You were created to be in relationship with others. It is God's desire for your life that you be connected to others who are both the same and different from you. Again, it's why all of this social distancing and self-quarantining is so difficult. Our separation, even with all the Zoom meetings and the, the TikTok videos, it's only served to exponentially increase our feelings of loneliness. Even when we're surrounded by family, we still feel isolated. And yet we don't want to admit it. We don't want to say how we feel. Loneliness, Mother Teresa said, is the leprosy of modern society. And nobody wants to be known as a leper. Psychiatrist Jacqueline Olds has written that no one wants to admit that they're lonely. Loneliness is something people associate with losers. Loneliness has such a sting, in fact, that people will admit to being lonely in anonymous polls, but when asked to give their names, well, they'll say that they're independent, self-sufficient. Everything's A-OK, -okay, except it's not. You were created for community. And the separation anxiety that you feel, whether due to our current health crisis or, or just because of the season of life in which you now find yourself, it's real. We feel better when we are together. And it's actually better for us. One of the most thorough research projects on relationships is called the Amida County Study. Led by a Harvard social scientist, it tracked the lives of 7,000 people over nine years. And researchers found that the most isolated people were three times more likely to die than those with strong relational connections. People who had bad health habits, such as smoking or poor eating habits, obesity or alcohol use, but they had strong social ties, those people lived significantly longer than people who had great health habits, but were isolated. In other words, it's better to eat Little Debbie's with good friends than eat broccoli and tofu by yourself. Praise God, right? Now look, we shouldn't be surprised about this. We shouldn't be surprised about this need for connection. Because after all, humanity is made in the image of God. The ancient Greeks used the word perichoresis to describe the community that is Father, Son, and Spirit. It is related to our English word choreography. The Father, Son, and Spirit are revealed in the Old and New Testaments of your Bible, existing as a kind of eternal dance of joyful love and admiration. Now, as I was growing up, uh, most of what I heard about the relationship between Father, Son, and Spirit 
often called the Trinity, was very confusing. I can remember hearing all kinds of metaphors that tried to explain the idea of three in one. The Trinity, I was told, was like an egg that had a shell, white, and a yolk, or an apple that has a peel, a flesh, and a core. Now, these feeble attempts of infinite human explanation may, may fall short in describing what an infinite God is like, but they did accomplish one thing. They served to solidify the truth that the God of Scripture exists in community, Father, Son, and Spirit existing both dependent and independent of each other. Now, Genesis seems to tie this image to the fact that we, like God, have the capacity for relationships. Scripture says, let's make human beings in our image to be like us. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply. He makes them two, and yet the two are capable of achieving a kind of oneness. A oneness that would result in creating an even larger community. God, who is community, creates human beings in his image. And then he says, oh, now that's very good. Life within the Trinity was to be the pattern for our lives. We were made to do life together. It's why we are bursting with anticipation of being able to leave our isolation and come together as, as one church family again. You know, I, I got a glimpse of this anticipation this past week when our dog Tiger timed his escape from quarantine just right and shot out the front door just as it was being opened. Now, in a flash, our eight-pound Morky was down the steps, across the yard, and running up the street just as fast as his little legs would carry him. Now, he would check each neighbor's yard for a friend, be it a person, a dog, a cat, even a squirrel. He didn't care who or what he found. He just wanted to be outside and see someone different than his Barnett family. He ran up the street, he ran down the street, and all the effort that was made to catch him was in vain. In fact, now I almost had a city of Chattanooga imprinted on my face when I came dangerously close to taking out a neighbor's trash can. I mean, he was like a cross between a grease pig and a cheetah. He was everywhere. We kept chasing after him, and he ran around until finally his little body had no more energy, and, and he allowed us to pick him up and carry him back inside where he promptly collapsed with his face in his bowl of water. And like our little pup, many of you just want out. You don't care where you go or who you go with, just as long as you are with others. Now we want you to know that we're already planning for the day that our church family comes together, worships together, face to face. And we want you to know that when the shelter at home restrictions are relaxed, we will proceed in a prudent, health conscious fashion. Our gatherings will by necessity look different, but at least we will be together again. And we're going to sing, and we're going to pray, and we're going to shout, and we'll probably laugh, and we're probably going to cry. And then we're going to return home and collapse, having spent all of our energy in worshipful community. With billions of people in the world, someone should be able to figure out a system where no one is lonely. Hey, good news, somebody did. And that somebody is our loving, creating God. And that system is called community. You see, I believe that if you had to sum up in a single word what God is up to, what his goal is in creating the universe and the persons who inhabit it, that word would be community. And it's something far more deeper than just building a successful network of emotional support. It's not simply about loneliness avoidance. It's the very reason why the universe exists and why you and I do as well. A community, it has been said, is not simply a group of people 
who live together and love each other. It is a place of resurrection. Our resurrection day is coming. Until then, let's come together via phone or text or video, Facebook, Instagram, Zoom, and hey, let's share some little Debbies together. It's just going to be a taste of the community that God created for us to enjoy. Next time we get together, we're going to talk about how we can come together as a family without driving one another crazy. If you can survive until next week, then I'll see you then. Until then, why don't we close with prayer? Father, thank you so much for your awesomeness and the way in which, with your imagination, you created us. Creating us with a void that you refuse to fill. Instead, allowing us to, to have community with one another. Allowing us to, to build relationships and to learn what it means to, to love, to, to laugh together, to cry together. To, to have a bond that is, that is so strong, that a bond that we, we long to be able to share with others. Father, it's why right now we, we feel so isolated. It's why we feel so alone at times. We look forward to when we can leave our homes and we can be together one more time. Where we can shout, where we can sing, where we can praise you together face to face. Father, until that day comes, will you remind us of the beauty that is community? Will you remind us of the relationship that you have, Father, Son, and Spirit? And will you remind us that you have asked us to be a part of that? to be a part of something that is so beautiful, to be in relationship with our very creator. May that thought sustain us. May it encourage us. May it give us strength until we once again join in community with one another and sing your praise. It's through Christ we pray. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy.